0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of A Journey with an Urban Priestess. I hope this podcast finds you in lovely, amorous feelings. This is a short story poetry podcast. I usually start with uh, music from local artists. But today, I'm going to start with a poem from Mitchell Parrish's book, For Those in Love and then I will go into a short story called Online Dating. Your Smile. Of all the wondrous things my heart remembers, I see your smile, more eloquent than speech. The summer smile that splashed the dark Decembers with sunlight from a Riviera beach. The parting of your lips that held me breathless, the sparkles in your eyes that conquered gloom incredible these miracles and deathless still haunting every corner of this room your smile is gone you left me with a throbbing of memories was that you at the door somewhere outside the autumn wind is sobbing a requiem for love is no more and since you have my heart upon a platter i've learned a smile can be no laughing manner Online dating. In the dating desert of desperation, some of us turned to online dating. For me, this was a travesty, if there ever was one. I just moved back to North Carolina, my home state, from Phoenix, Arizona, where I had two very tragic online dating experiences. One ending in some of the worst sex I've ever had, which left me even more sexually frustrated. Probably because I broke the celibacy idea I was entertaining in my head, but had actually no proof of practicing because I never was tempted to copulate, as well as I had very little desire to have this terrible sex, but gave in for reasons I would beat myself up for later. A sign that I should have followed my intuition and never started down that path. But then in the spirit of optimism, or loneliness, I thought I'll give it one more try because I was determined to find a real connection. So swipe, swipe, match, a mysterious looking man that looked exactly like Christian Slater from Heathers by the name of Sam. I didn't know he would be just as tortured and not in an interestingly good way. We decided to meet in downtown Winston at a dimly lit bar where I slid my number to another handsome man while waiting for my date. I have no chill. He unfortunately was with his girlfriend. I couldn't tell this because they had dead energy between them. He would figure it out one day. My actual date and I had a shot and went to see Mr. Wrinkles. An indie documentary about a man who is paid to dress up like a clown and scare the shit out of bad kids. Demented, and I strongly recommend. During the movie, he aggressively took my hand quite suddenly. Having had very little physical contact presently, I was a little taken aback. Also, he seemed to be rather morose. Our conversation up until this point had been limited. I couldn't tell at all if he was even slightly happy or content to be there. He seemed uninterested, which I later realized was just his homeostasis. After the movie, we went to the arcade bar. Sam began to open up a little. It happened to be his birthday, which I thought was odd. Why on earth would you spend your birthday with a virtual stranger you met online? A red flag that maybe this person had no friends. It's fine to be a recluse, but why are you a recluse? Also, I don't feel it's completely healthy to be that way. Humans are innately social creatures. We talked for a bit, and he asked me if I wanted to trip acid with him. Whoa, buddy, moving kind of fast. I just want to drink a little, play some arcade games. I am a proponent of psychedelic experiences, but this was not the appropriate time or setting. I politely declined. Another red flag. Do you honestly want to have a deeply spiritual experience with a person you met two hours ago? Tripping with them all night, most likely addressing deep emotional wounds. On the other hand, You could have the most giggly, intense, sex-all-night type of trip. But it's a roll of the dice. I forgot to mention, before this, I went thrifting and neither one of us had a car. So I'm carrying a large trash bag of clothes, looking rather odd in all these different social situations. He, of course, could not judge and just lugged it around for me. We left the arcade bar and went to another bar where there was live music. Always a good choice if you find yourself on a date with someone who is socially awkward. The band was a psychedelic metal band, and I was really into it. Sam was not. He kept pressuring me to go to the top of the of a parking deck, as if we were in high school. I was into the music, but I wanted to be compromising. I would find myself constantly compromising with Sam. As it turned out, he was extremely self-centered and wallowed, no, drowned in self-pity. We went to the top of a parking deck. It was cold, but we had the ethereal experience of looking over the city, lights twinkling, feeling quite literally on top of the world. Sam seemed satisfied. With not much else to do, he offered to hang out at his house his house being his mother's house. I was reluctant. I didn't know him, and he was certainly not coming to my house, especially since I did not feel comfortable with him at all. I had planned for this to be our last encounter. My curiosity got the best of me. His mother had a cozy, quaint home in a nice neighborhood, the type of neighborhood that everyone has a garden and there is a park. The house was full of half-dying plants that had cute trinkets in them. There was an old piano that looks like an antique. Like at some point, someone cared about these things, but cared no more. Like dusty, unkept, but not dirty. We went to his room, which was next to his mother's room. I was very nervous up until this point. I had been celibate for some months. Not like I really had an option. I never met anyone I was attracted to at all. And that included Sam. His personality was immediately off-putting. He was cold, polite, but distant in the mind. But the hormones were raging on treacherous seas. And a little bit of sex never hurt anybody. He jumped right into it, like someone who really enjoyed sex. So it wasn't terrible, It was okay. At this point in life, if I haven't connected with you on a deeper emotional level, it can only be okay for me. He was a little rough, which I like. However, at one point, he got carried away. He was hitting it from the back while standing. A lovely position, which I enjoy very much, I do say. He ruined it by unsolicitedly spitting on my back. I immediately stopped and told him never to do that. I do not like to be spit on. It feels degrading. It is something that perhaps I could work up to in time, but not that time. He profusely apologized because he knew he went too far. This started our pseudo-relationship that was supposed to be casual. Sam began to immediately start calling me every day, mostly to complain about how much he hated his job, how his mom was bipolar and out of her mind, now, I am a, a compassionate person. I do not mind giving advice. In fact, I believe that is one of my strengths. If you are close to me, I enjoy the thought that you care what I think. But all Sam did was oscillate between these two topics and not try to improve his situation. That is a pet peeve of mine. I personally like to be happy. I wake up and meditate to put myself in a joyful state. I love life and the opportunity I get to pursue my heart's desires and interact with people I love. I know that's not something you can just acquire. I also know that on a very basic level, this is just who I am. But at some point, you have to stop moping and change the narrative because you are writing it. No one has the power to change your life but you. If your mom is so awful, then work hard so you don't have to live with her. But Sam wanted the easy route. He wanted to complain, not get a suitable job, and live off his, off his mother. After all this, plus a very dramatic day, where Sam's mom came violently at him and busted his door, then locked him out, I still went over there reluctantly for about a month. I couldn't get out of the situation because of guilt. I struggle with guilt, not wanting to abandon anyone. I'm the kind of person that can't break up with someone because of guilt. I was trying to find a way out with Sam. What I've learned is the universe will push you out if you've stayed too long. So one day, Sam took me out for Indian food, which was nice. But then began to drag me around the city in the cold. I begged him to go back to his house. I just wanted to cuddle and watch movies. We did that for a bit. Then he started to get restless. He opened up to me about his psychotic ex-girlfriend, yet another red flag. I gave him advice so that he could pick better in the future, a future I did not plan to be in. At this point, I didn't think he heard me. He was like a caged animal desperate for escape. So I agreed to go out. The thing about Sam is he doesn't know what to do when he goes out. He is never satisfied unless he is having sex. We go into the bitter cold to eat again and sit idly at the bar. He makes us walk a lot and later I would catch a cold from this ridiculous night. Finally, he agrees to go back to his house hours later, mind you. I should have just left him when he suggested this excursion. But yet again, I was trying to be nice. I would later learn that a part of misogynistic culture is the socialization of women to be accommodating, nice, polite. Funny how even a headstrong feminist like myself struggles with these things. It is late at this point and I just want to have sex and go to sleep. While having sex, I slip off the bed and the mattress slips onto the floor in a slight crash. He chastises me for this as if he wasn't also on the bed exerting physical energy. Then he yells at me for being too loud after we hear his mom turn up the television. As if it was my fault, he basically shared a room with his mother. Heavily annoyed and filled with rancorous feelings, I try to fall asleep. In the middle of the night, I get hives on my hands, probably from stress. And I have a compromised immune system. If you have ever had hives, you know how incredibly uncomfortable it is. The itching is intolerable. I needed a Benadryl. You would think Sam would have this because, on top of his piss poor attitude, he was also a hypochondriac. He always complained about some ailment or deficiency and had countless herbal supplements. I just wanted to scream, you know what is wrong with you, Sam? You're unhappy with your life and you don't care to fix it. There is no supplement to cure that apathy. I woke Sam up in hopes that he had Benadryl and for some water. He doesn't have any and for some reason I still don't get he begins to freak out. As As if me having hives was painful for him, I couldn't take his impertinence. I was in too bad of a condition. I felt like I was crawling out of my skin, screaming for help I could not find. He asked me to go home at 4 a.m. because he couldn't help me resolve the problem. I was irate at his display of selfishness. I told him to call me an Uber because he would pay in some way for this disastrous night. We got into an argument about his attitude. I explained to him how uncaring he was being. Can you believe this fool tried to hug me as he called my Uber? If you don't get the fuck away from me and never call me again. He did on two separate occasions and still stalks my social media to this day. I tried to give him a chance to redeem himself. I said, if you're not going to apologize, then there's nothing to be said here. He couldn't do it. He couldn't own up to his impudent behavior. The, view- the universe had given me an out and I gladly took it. Say la vie, asshole. Thank you so much for giving me your time and for listening um, and for letting me have this way to express myself. I really appreciate it. And I just want to remind you to uh, make sure that the love that you have for yourself is your center focus as you evolve and as you journey. Through this thing called life, um, and don't beat yourself up for stumbling. Don't beat yourself up for giving someone a chance that maybe it didn't end up the way you wanted it to end up. And maybe you didn't end up hurt. And maybe you didn't follow the signs. That's okay, right? Because in some way, you learn something about yourself. And that is what's most important. So, keep giving love a chance, right? I would love to hear any um, online dating experiences that you've had or any psychedelic love experiences that you've had. And you can email me at orchidschamblay at gmail.com. Until next time, friends, be safe. Be healthy, be well, namaste.